0: And now, the quote of the day. There are many quotes about friendship, but I think a good one for today is by Ralph Waldo Emerson, an American philosopher and poet. It is the blessings of old friends that you can afford to be stupid with them. I'll let you figure out how this quote connects to the rest of the episode. Today's episode is a bit more serious than the normal episodes that we do, Sharon will discuss how we can release the emotional baggage that we might get from some of our work, and she will leave us with some final thoughts and advice passed down from her mentors. Enjoy this last of the interview with Sharon Newman solo. In different situations, we are influenced by what's happening. We can be influenced mentally, psychologically, spiritually, what have you. What advice from your experience would you give to other interpreters who are struggling with how do you get rid of the negative influence that we may hold inside? Because we had to interpret a situation which might be uncomfortable for us, how do we get rid of that, or how do we accept that as part of our life experience and continue working, mm-hmm. continue working on and living on in this profession?
1: Well, that's a wonderful question. And I think we have to develop a very strong habit of being able to do that. One thing that came to mind is early on in my career, I interpreted for a very challenging court case in the legal world. And the case involved bad things happening to a little girl. And my daughter happened to be a very similar age. And I had about a 40, 30-minute drive every day to and from that courthouse. And all the way to the courthouse, I would, um, it, this sounds really strange, but I will tell you the process I used. I would say to myself, this is yucky, and I have a child that age. It would kill me if this happened to my child. And then I would, <laughs> I would imagine flushing a toilet, and I would flush and let the water, in a good way, not dirty water, I would feel water flushing through me and clearing that out. So, I would just flush it through me, flush it through me, flush it through me. And when I got to Work. I felt very neutral, very safe, very okay. Then on the drive home, I would do the same thing, except what I heard and saw that day. You know, that was awful, that was scary, whatever, I would acknowledge it. And then I would say, but that is not happening to my daughter, and it is not happening here. And I can know that safely. And then I would flush, flush, flush and let water. I had this image of water cleansing it. So that was one strategy that just, it was absolutely just came to me. I didn't plan it. But the broader thing that I think I encourage myself to do more and I encourage everyone else to do is to take care of your basic needs, you know, to get sleep, to breathe, breathe deeply. Sometimes when we're nervous, we don't breathe deeply enough. So get sleep, breathe, drink lots of water, you know, get hydrated, Um, move your body, move your body in ways that make you feel good. And by the way, stretching is a really important part of that, right? Those kinds of things, eating healthily so that your body is supported. I guess what I do more and more in my life is I try to incorporate healthy practices of a broader sort in my life. I um, I meditate, I listen to really inspirational and read really inspirational people, and I practice some of the things they teach. So, there's one example called the seven-day diet, mental diet, the seven-day mental diet. And it means that for seven days, Anytime something negative comes out of your mouth, you flick it away the way you would flick away a burning ember from a wool sweater. You know, you flick it away and it doesn't burn the wool if you get it away fast enough. So you flick it away and you think a more positive thought. So that's an example. Millions of things they've given me in my learning and these courses I've taken, these books that I've read, these people I've listened to, but I practice those things and The second thing around that is I have always had beautiful, wonderful, wonderful colleagues that I have had a good, safe, trusting relationship with. And one of those examples is I have talked to one interpreter that I worked with from the very, practically the very beginning of my career. We still talk regularly on the phone, sometimes several times a day. And often it's not about work, but once in a while it is. Uh, My very first colleague was my sister. And my sister and another colleague who we call ourselves the sisters, the three of us meet weekly and we talk about everything. We talk about our spiritual growth. We talk about our work. We talk about our families. We talk about what matters to us. But it's a safe, confidential community. And we're very careful even in that community. But we don't have to be so careful because we know that we're in a safe place where people are careful. I remember being invited to a group in Chicago, which is in the middle of the United States in Illinois. I was invited to a a group gathering. They called it a soiree. So it was like a party, but they called their group a soiree. And there were, um, I think there were about seven or nine people in this group that had started as beginning interpreters and they still meet regularly. And they are each other's support group. Not all of them mm-hmm. are still interpreters, mm-hmm. but they all started in interpreting. Wow! And so, some of them are now doing other things professionally, but they still meet and they still support each other. So, everything I've learned about resiliency and mental health Says that those things that I mentioned, I just thought of that, but that's true. You know, how we treat our bodies, how we take care of ourselves, and are we connected to other human beings? That connection, deep connection to other human beings, supports our beings in ways that carry us through hard times and allow us to share the good times. So it's very important. That connection is very important. And as interpreters, we cut people off because we have to in order to be professional and not get involved in things that we shouldn't. So we have to also learn how to open ourselves. It might be hard for some people because they're training themselves to shut themselves off. So you have to find ways to learn how to be open and safe in the right environments and to, yes, have that boundary in other environments.
0: This episode is nearly over. When it is, why not check out Sharon's website and the link to her book, as well as my website. Those links will be in the show description. But for now, let's go back for more advice. Let's have a bit of fun, or a bit more fun. (laughs) And let me ask you three words. This will be fairly quick. I don't know if we can do quick, but we can try. (laughs) I will ask you... Three words, or I will tell you three words, and just give me the first thing that comes to your mind, the first idea that this is connected to, and you can expand on it or not. So, the first word is confusing.
1: Everything. (laughs) And by that, I mean everything has the potential to be confusing. And the joy of life is figuring it out.
0: Great. Okay. Number two. Comfort food.
1: Oh, my gosh. Mashed potatoes. Um, comfort food. Mashed potatoes. That's what comes to mind.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. They are wonderful. Yes.
1: <laughs> when, my, when my mother passed, my um, nephews were grown up, and um, they said, we're going to go to get dinner at a Mexican restaurant near our home. And my sister and I both went, no, mashed potatoes. (laughs) And we got mashed potatoes. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And the last one, number three, community. Mm.
1: The first word that came to my mind was everything. (laughs) Um, Community is everything it's the good it's the bad it's the people it's the things that they're that they love and care about it's the people they love and care about and it is the receptacle for the things we learn you know it's where we can go dip in to learn and dip in to give and dip in to to participate and sometimes to to take
0: wonderful <laughs> <laughs> again if you could speak to your first mentors, your first people who influenced you, what do you think they would say to you now, the way you are, have lived your life, and what would you say to them?
1: <sighs> wow. Well, what I would and have said to them over and over again is thank you, my deep gratitude for their teaching for their faith in me for that faith in me was a huge piece because I didn't know what I could or couldn't do and that was a very big thing. That's what I would say to them among a million other things but that that gratitude would be and it is what I have told them ever since the day I met them but uh, what uh, what would they, say to me is that what you asked what would they think of me now
0: yeah or what would they um maybe what what would they advise you now even
1: oh what would they advise me now either one oh i was going a different
0: well Both. what i
1: hope they would what i hope they would say or think or feel is that i did well i did good things i repped I took what they gave me and used it for good, not for evil. (laughs) Um, And what would they advise me now? I think they would tell me there is never done-ness. We are never done. Keep learning. Keep growing. Don't stop growing. Don't pretend you know stuff (laughs) until you do. Um, stay humble, stay clean in your thinking, stay honest, um, work out of integrity, be yourself. Don't try to be me. Cause I did try to be them, <laughs> be yourself. Um, but I do, you know, one of my mentors is still living. Virginia Hughes is still living. I'm going to cry a little. And she, the last times I've talked to her, she has said to me how proud she is that she feels so good that I took the ball and ran, that I was willing to take up the mission, you know, the goals of our work together and keep it going. And that she, she seemed to communicate that she felt I had done that well, you know, and I want that. I want to be a, a good steward of the learning i've been given the precious gift of
0: and i want to thank you and tell you how grateful i am and everyone else that's listening thank you from the bottom of our hearts for not only giving from yourself but everything that you've been given mm. it's still giving to more and more so Loufant, virginia hughes all of your mentors are still giving through you. And that's what the connections really mean for us. Thank you.
1: Mm, Thank you. I hope so. (laughs) I deeply hope so.
0: Well, I told you it would be serious. Sharon gave us the most key point about taking care of ourselves, and that was human connection finding those stupid friends who we can share our life and struggles with and the last bit of advice that she shared with us was don't try to be someone else be yourself have integrity and honesty and don't pretend to know something until you do I'll see you next week Take care now.